Welcome to Inner Mom's Basement Video Game Podcast, where we talk about everything video games with your host, Dan Giofue and Rage Quit Pat. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Inner Mom's Basement, episode 74. I am joined with, of course, no other than Patrick. And today's episode is about WWE and history. Hello, hello, hello. Rage Quit Pat here, and of course I'm joined by uh, Dan the Pizza Man. Uh, yeah, we have a couple things on the agenda today. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, some games that we played. Again, it's not very, it's very rare that Dan and I finish games that we can review because, you know, we never really get early copies of games. But uh, I finished the game, Dan finished the game, so we'll do a quick review. Uh, we'll also take a look at some of the games that are coming out in March just to throw some highlights. But yeah, we're going to look at some history of uh, WWE games and, you know, we're not going to go into the history of it. It's mainly, you know, Dan and I are going to talk about the ones that we liked and the ones that we disliked. We don't um, want to go through the entire uh, history of, you know, wrestling games because there is a lot. Yeah, definitely quite a bit. There's a lot of, you know, WCW, you're talking about WCW, you're talking about WWE, so there's a lot, but I want to pass this off to Dan first. Uh, Sons of the Forest uh, came out. Uh, highly anticipated game. Sold sold uh, quite a quite a bit too. Sold sold quite a bit. Uh, you got you played it and you finished it. What is uh yeah? What's your, what's what's kind of uh your take on it? As as you said, sold quite a bit. It broke. You know, two million, two million survivors, which is in the first day, which is crazy. So, yeah, what what were your thoughts on on this game? I didn't play it, so what are your thoughts on it? So I love number one. Number one was absolutely fabulous. Great time playing it. Super hype for number two, and you know, it's a good game. We'll just say that. I'll say that for sure. It's definitely a good game. It has potential, and it, it it's gonna get better. You know, obviously. Uh, so. I ran through. I didn't run through it. I actually played every part of the story that it had to offer with one of my buddies. And it did a lot of time jumps in it. And I guess because it's early access, they skipped a lot of the stories. Like, I would go into a room, and out of nowhere, there's a big monster attack, and there's a whole army of people behind us. And then that's it. That's all we ever see of them again. And then you know I don't want to I don't want to jump into spoilers of the of how it ends and everything because it literally skips all that story and it shows you the ending oh, wow. of of the whole story uh, with potential of of course with that ending they could make a three they could make more DLC but I want them to bring that content that story content that's missing into the game ASAP you know I think they're doing um, big updates every two times a month so that's good uh, there should be one coming out this. This week, actually, it should be a big update for the game. So it is a good game. I'm having fun right now. I'm building a a base over a frozen lake until when spring comes and it's gonna turn to water. So we'll have a little bit more protection there. But that's it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it. What are your uh, for you know? What are your thoughts on the uh, on the gameplay? You know, with uh, with Calvin, they have the a a new AI bot that's in there. What are your thoughts on the on the gameplay for people who played uh, the first game? Uh, are they going to pretty much kind of get acclimated rather quickly? Yeah, so there's two AIs. So we got Calvin and Virginia. Uh, Calvin is obviously one of the the guys we landed with, and Virginia, she's like a a three legged, three legged mutated person. I don't you know f- what you want to call her. You find her. She actually finds you, uh, and you can recruit her later on as you progress to the story and protect her and stuff. Uh, but <laughs> Calvin's a fucking idiot. That's for sure. Uh, this guy does not know how to build. I've seen, I've seen some videos where if you tell him to, to build, instead he'll actually chop your whole, that chop the whole thing down and just it just comes crashing down. He gives like the <laughs> he gives the a thumbs, thumbs up. up. Oh yeah, good job, bud. Uh, yeah, like don't you can't build a treehouse or a tree base. With Calvin helping you. you, just just don't do it. You know they say the way to make that not happen is you have to build like a fence around the tree so Calvin can't get to it. Mm-hmm. But Calvin isn't the smartest. 
Um, you know, if he gets attacked, he runs away. He doesn't. He doesn't help at all. But Virginia, she does. He pulls out a, a fucking gun to your head. Uh, so that they did. You know, the devs did say that they have big AI changes coming. That's going to make things a lot better with the AI. So I'm looking forward to that. So what would you say would be kind of uh, your your final verdict? And again, you know, we again we rarely ever finish games. That's why if you listen to our podcast, you know. They're very rare that we are able to review a game because we usually finish them later on. But you finished this one, so what was your uh, will be your review? Uh, so, of course, I, I like the game a lot. There's there's no doubt about it. I the only part I do not like is a story. I'm fucking mad about. It. I'm upset about it. I know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people who have the same feelings about the story. Uh, but overall, it is early access. So, I'm doing, you know, they're definitely going to put more content into it. But I'm having fun with where it is right now. You know, I already have all the items that you can unlock. I already have everything. So, I'm good. We we already ran through all the caves and everything that we found so far. So, yeah, I'm I'm content. I'm happy with it. Like, you know, I I would probably give it a a nice, solid, probably like 7.5. Seven five. So, you know, bad. maybe one that story content more comes out because I bought it for the story and mm-hmm. the way number one ended. I'm very interested to see how that story progresses. So maybe once that story comes out, we can retouch this and then kind of change my review. Okay. So then, you know, also, I uh, I finished Hogwarts Legacy. I know Dan is still working on that, but I finished the game, and you know, all I pretty much is gonna I'm gonna one one of the main things I'll say is that. You know, we've waited a very long time. If you're a Harry Potter fan, or just if you like the world of wizards and witchcraft and, you know, Hogwarts and all that other stuff, then right off the bat, you're getting your money's worth. I mean, you're able to explore every possible thing you can see in Hogwarts. It's fantastic. And the surrounding world. Uh, You could also pretty much, there's so much you can do. Uh, You could collect fantastic beasts. When you have, when you unlock the room of requirement, which is awesome, you could, you know, brew potions and plants. Um, the combat is also excellent. You know, you if you look at the past Harry Potter games, the combat is rather pretty terrible. In this one, and I and you've played it. I know you didn't finish it, but the, I think the combat is is very good. I I think it, it's very good how you could, you know, combo spells together and things like that I, I thought it was really good and I, I never got bored like you would think you know you're kind of repetitive on the spells I didn't get bored of doing those spells no I thought the combat was pretty good actually uh, you know I'm able to cast like three <clears throat> spells slip, uh, switch to my next set and just yeah. continue on and continue on and you get some really good combat with that you know I only got to the part where I just got my room in the story the room of requirement yeah so yeah, it's, I just got the room right now it's it the room of requirement is awesome like I said you can when you get to the point where you could collect fantastic beasts that is a, a ton of fun it's almost like collecting pokemon almost in harry potter but in hogwarts it, it again it's fantastic uh the story is okay i wasn't blown away by the story but i didn't particularly buy the game for the story I mainly bought the game because I, again, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I always wanted this type of game, like an RPG, you know, Hogwarts, and you create your own character and you choose your own house. It it, it was fantastic. I mean, and again, there's other things you can do. There's other side stuff you can do. Uh, it, it's just a fantastic game. My, my only gripes with the game is there isn't a morality system. So, I mean... You can be nice, you can be a jerk, but it doesn't really affect any type of consequences or anything like that. Like, it doesn't really affect the story or the side quest too much. Like, people, your classmates don't act any different when they see you. I mean, they'll make some comments, but it doesn't really, like, the morale, it doesn't change anything. So, I get that that's probably one of my only, only gripes with it, um... Another, I guess I would probably say is, you know, the beginning, the, the sorting hat is kind of very basic. You kind of just answer some basic questions and, you know, kind of boom, I guess maybe I was looking for a little bit more broad questions and stuff like that. 
And yeah, I guess it's kind of a bummer that you can't really attack your classmates. Uh, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. I wanted to kill a few of them. Yeah, right. So like, you know, what the cool thing is you can learn the unforgivable unforgivable curses. They are in there. And yeah, I mean, I thought I you, you could kind of bully your classmates a little bit if you want to be that type of person. Uh, and again, that's where it affects like there's no morality system again, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, overall, if you love Harry Potter, if you always wanted to experience this type of game, fully open world, and just again, you could fly a broom, you could fly one of the beasts that you have as well, and you it's just so fluent. Uh, the way it controls, the combat is very good. And I, my last thing I forget to mention too is that there's the system where you can buy clothes that are upgradable, but you don't necessarily have to wear them. You could put them on, but then you can go to your inventory and put what you actually want on, and it doesn't affect your leveling on your clothes. Oh, really? Because I look like a damn idiot right now. No, so what you do is go to... When you're, let's say you, you have a cloak, you don't like the cloak, go hover over it and hit change appearance. I think if you're playing on PS5, it's square, and then you could actually put on different outfits, but your level will stay the same. So that was also really cool. Again, I think it should be nominated for Game of the Year. You know, the backlash I think is ridiculous um, because the game has nothing to do with... J.K. Rowling's views on things, you know, and again, to see kind of uh, port keys and, you know, it was a, I didn't even hear about this developing team. You know, we, I want to, you know, go show them some support. They made a fantastic game. I'm giving it a 9-7. I would give it a 9-7. I think the game, again, should be nominated for Game of the Year. It's an awesome game. If you love this world, you're going to love it. I do hope they come out with DLC because there is no Quidditch. I know they said they don't plan on coming out with DLC, but the way the game sold, you could bet assure that there'll definitely be a sequel. But, you know, you'd like to hope that there might be some DLC. For well, it. Some controversy on that DLC, though. I thought I read something the other day that they might actually bring DLC now. Hopefully. Like I said, that would be cool. Again, I think there's a lot more that you that story to tell. There's definitely a lot of things that they can continue and, and build upon. So, like I said, man, I'm I'm giving it, I'm giving it a nine seven. I right. think it's. I mean, that's amazing game. It's a lot of fun so far. And I, I don't think I can really vote it since I'm not yeah. only like five hours deep. Yeah, like I, I would continue playing it. It's really good. I plan on it. I've just been stuck playing the Sons of the Forest, but now I'm done with that. I got time again. So now we could jump gears really quickly. We're going to highlight some games of March the, that have come out or that we're looking forward to come out, and then we'll jump into uh, WWE. We'll jump into the features that are going to be in 2K23. We're not going to go too crazy with all of them because there is a lot, and then we'll you know talk about our you know wrestling games that we grew up on. So March, obviously, we had Sons of the Forest that came out uh, yes, sir. as well, so Dan was excited about that. So looking at some of the games here, um, it looks like the uh, the Outer Worlds, which was a very good game, um, is going to be coming out for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, the Spacer Choice Edition, which I'm assuming is pretty much the f uh, upgrade of the game and full DLC. If you haven't played Outer Worlds, I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. I'm excited for the second one that's you know yeah, going to be coming out. I destroyed out. the first one, the DLC. I'm ready for the second one. I can't wait. Yeah, then we also have, as we look on here, um, very interesting if you have a quest. Uh, and VR, Peaky Blinders. A lot of people are big fans of uh, Love that show. the Peaky Blinders show. So if we continue, let's see here. Uh, there's Bayonetta Origins. If you are a Bayonetta fan, this is the kind of the origin story of that. Uh, also, as we look on here, then we kind of dive into the, uh, the sports games. Uh, we have WWE 2K23 that's coming out uh, next Friday. Uh, if you got the digital edition or the icon edition, you actually get to play it on March 14th. So Tuesday for those editions, regular edition is on Friday. And then, of course, we have, you know, the heavy hitters. Again, if you're a baseball fan, you have MLB The Show 23. Um, if you do have Xbox Game Pass, it is on Game Pass. PS5, you have to pay the full price. 
And then, of course, Resident Evil 4 Remake. They continue with uh, their remakes. And again, the demo, the Chainsaw demo came out yesterday. And there is no time limit on that demo. So you can play it whenever. Uh, Crime Boss Rocka City. Uh, saw some gameplay on it. It seems like a payday, kind of like a payday type game. Yeah, you want to play it, don't you? Uh, I don't know. I saw some gameplay. I kind of changed my mind on it. Um, it, it. It's very hard for me to get into those types of games again because, you know, if you look at Dan the Pizza Man and I and our old stuff, we used to get a squad. You and I used to get a squad, you know, with Rainbow Six Siege. We played that game for um, well, pretty much five years we played that game and we always had a five-man squad we don't anymore but you know it's tough with these multiplayer games now uh the last of us part one is going to be on pc of course it um obviously they're using it heavily marketing with uh Finally. with the show so if you've never played the last of us if you have a pc or ps5 whatever you have i would highly recommend the game the game is fantastic the game is definitely more fucked up than the show. The show is great, but the game is definitely more fucked up. So I would highly recommend that. And I don't really see anything else. Do you see anything else that you kind of want to cover on in March? No, but going outside of March, uh, you know, Payday Payday 2 is supposed to be coming this year. There is a new Payday 2? Yeah, it's supposed to be coming this year. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know there was going to be a Payday 2. I didn't mind the first one. The first one was pretty good. But, um... Yeah, then April, of course, April, we got a couple things, and we'll talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, it's a highlight for March. March is a good month. Again, if there's, you know, survival horror, there, there's something out there for everybody. So let's take a look at some of the, you know, we got 2K23 on the horizon. Uh, Dan, the pizza man, and I used to cover and make uh, quite a bit of YouTube videos, but we kind of fell off only because the features were so limited and the game just kind of grew stale. So let, let's look at some of the features here really quick. We have 2K Showcase, which they are continuing. Last year was with Rey Mysterio. This year, it's John Cena. So John Cena is gracing the cover. Of course, the digital edition, the icon edition. And this one is very interesting because you're playing as... You're not playing as John Cena. You're playing as John Cena's opponents. So what I saw in a couple of the videos, you're ass whooped in every match, huh? You get your ass whooped in every match. I mean, you're playing as RVD. You know, you're playing as guys that defeated John Cena again, which which is very interesting to me because typically in the showcase mode, you're playing as, you know, the characters that are winning their matches. But what's cool and what I saw is that there's alternate cutscenes. So you know, Undertaker beat John Cena. At WrestleMania. So actually if you have John Cena beat The Undertaker. There's going to be an alternate uh, cutscene. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We got War Games for the first time. Also a lot of people. You know of course have been. Looking for this mode. Uh, for a while. Uh, 3v3, 4v4. It also it's going to be in universe mode. The only gripe is that. War Games cannot be at. Every uh, pay-per-view, it only can be at Survivor Series, uh, NXT War Games, so it's only uh, designated for War Games. That's the only bummer, okay. bummer on that. My GM is back, um, which is also it's you know building upon uh, last year's. Uh, so we're possibly going to have more titles. Last year was kind of the the foundation of it. Uh, I know they added some DLC, but it still felt missing. But it is good to see this mode back. And, you know, again, up to four players. And hopefully they build on last year's. So, you know, I, I definitely want to dive in. It, it, it did have a lot missing. And even with the DLC, it was still missing a lot. They're going to have more matches and options and stuff like that. So you want to keep the longevity of this game. My faction, I don't really care for too much my faction is like basically the ultimate team of uh two like the card packs yeah no yeah. i don't care too much about that either yeah it's like fifa like you know you collect all these card packs and stuff uh my rise is pretty cool it's very interesting you uh pick a superstar you shape their career i've never done it uh but it it, it, it do definitely does pique my interest and um the only 
the, the cool thing is too is that they do have exclusive characters in my rise that they don't have in the regular game which i think is a little wild i think you should whoever's in my rise they should be in the regular game too but you know it is what it is uh universe mode this is the mode that you know dan and i uh, put some time on in the previous games, but again, it was just lacking a lot of features. They didn't really ever like do anything. They didn't really do anything on it. But this year, they are adding some some things as far as cutscenes. So now you could actually have your own. Uh, so let's say Dan and I are facing each other one on one. Let's say I want to plant. I want Dan. I want to plan Dan to attack me during my entrance. It will. Dan will attack me during... It will show a cutscene of you attacking me during the entrance. And it'll also have consequences as I will I would start with uh, medium head damage. And you'll have uh, some momentum over that. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, actually. That they're adding that because, because typically universe mode, the cutscenes were only basically randomized. So if you were having a rivalry, the the, the cutscenes were very yeah, I random. Hated that. It was random, and and sometimes you didn't even want these. Like, let's say you and I were in a rivalry, and the random cutscene would be you and I shaking hands. It's like, no, I didn't want that to play out that way. So it's cool. You could finally have, you could finally shape the cutscenes and the rivalries to shape out however you want it, rather than having the predetermined random stuff. And then of course in universe mode, they ha you could do uh, the sandbox. Or you can do, you could pick a superstar and stuff like that. Of course, if you um, follow the Rage Quit Pat channel, I do the Rage Federation. Dan the Pizza Man is a part of that. Um, he's looking pretty, the last one I did, he was looking pretty good. But again, I think it's going to be even better because now I can control the cutscenes and stuff. And Dan, um, are you excited to once again be stepping into the ring? Um, any rivalries, maybe Diego, Barbosa, you know, any... Well, first I get to, I'm gonna create a actual character for myself, and uh, I'm looking to whoop everyone's ass. Yeah, Dan the Pizza Man won some uh, good matches, so we'll have him again. And then, of course, the creation suite. Everyone knows. I mean, that is the bread and butter of these WWE games. We've seen a lot of amazing creations. You know, people creating CM Punk. You know, RVD guys that aren't in the games are in the games. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's very exciting. I know for you, you know, we talked about off the podcast that WWE, you know, especially the two game games have kind of fell off for you. Looking at the features, and I and I get it, man. 2K20 was was rough. 2K20 was bad. 2K22, I think, you know, kind of set the foundation. Looking at these features, how do you feel about it? Ah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I got to watch actual gameplay. I mean, it all looks good on textbook like it does pretty much all the time. It always looks good on textbook, but once the gameplay actually comes out, see where the bugs lie, see how the game plays, and then I kind of like judge from there. Yeah, I, I will say 2K22 didn't have as many bugs as 2K20. It did, but holy shit, man. Those bugs in 2K20... Again, unforgivable. Uh, let's take a look at the additions. You know, I briefly touched on them before. Uh, the regular edition, of course, it's just... Excuse me. The regular base game. Uh, the deluxe... That, that's, you know, 60 bucks. On uh, I'm sorry. That's for the PS4 and Xbox One. If you want the cross-gen edition, that is 70 bucks, And that releases March 17th. The cross-gen... I'm sorry. The deluxe edition is the one I picked up. Uh, that one is 100, and you actually get to play it uh, March 14th. And then, of course, that includes the Bad Bunny DLC, the Season Pass, uh, the My Rise Mega Boost and Supercharger, uh, the My Faction cards, if you're all into that, uh, and, and things like that. I might do a giveaway, if I can, for those My Faction cards, because I don't need them, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Icon Edition is $119. Uh, again, what's cool about these different covers, if you still get physical media, each one has different covers. Uh, the Icon Edition, but I believe these, I think the Icon Edition is only digital, I believe. Uh, I think the same for Deluxe, so that's kind of a bummer, I think. I have to, you know, see, but... Well, it says the Icon has the original art cover re-owned. Oh, well, so. I, 
it, it, who knows? I mean, we, we physical media is just like changing so much, and a lot of these collector's editions are becoming digital collector's editions at this point. Uh, that's 119. It pretty much comes with everything in the deluxe edition, but uh, this one comes with the Ruthless Aggression Pack, which is basically when John Cena, Batista, Brock Lesnar, and Randy Orton were all in OVW. Uh, you know, John Cena's the prototype, Batista's Leviathan, and you kind of, you have their uh, outfits from there. And then it has uh, John Cena Legacy Championship and the WrestleMania 22 Arena. And then you get a couple more different uh, My Faction cards. So I, I also know as far as gameplay, uh, what I have seen is they changed you could you could the pin meter so if you like to button mash you could still have that that's good i like the button mash or if you don't like the button mash there's now a bar that slides across the screen and you just hit on the thumbstick if you want to kick out so either or however you want to play they didn't remove it or anything like that so you know as dan the pizza man say he likes the button mash but well, if not i don't remember which one i think i used the, the bar you have to hit on the green Yes, that's yeah. That was different. This one is this one is like it's almost like that, except you hit the the thumbstick, but it's a little bit different. Uh, also, which I think was pretty cool, is in the Royal Rumble. If you have a faction, let's say you and I are in a faction. Let's say we're in the Inner Mom's Basement faction. Let's say you enter the Royal Rumble, and then I enter. At the beginning of the Rumble, instead of you and I fighting, because we're in a faction. We'll taunt, and then if somebody comes in that's not in our faction, we'll beat them up. We'll tag team <laughs> and beat them up. And then when it gets towards cool. the end of the Rumble, that's when like you and I will kind of turn on each other because it's kind of towards the end of the Rumble. So that's pretty cool because, again, we rarely ever see that in a WWE game, right? With you know factions, we rarely ever see that. So I thought that was cool. And then another thing I saw in gameplay is if you are fatigued and you're getting beat up, you kind of roll – uh, to the outside the ring, basically. So, you know, so some small details. And, you know, when it comes to wrestling games, that's what, you know, you kind of look for, right? You, you look, Those small wrestling details that, you know, we're looking for. And, you know, uh, Dan and I are looking at some, some stuff right now on GM mode. We're kind of skimming through it. And it looks like they have separate things that you can do, like sign free agents as legends you could sign legends you could sign you know whoever that, that that's pretty cool uh and it looks like if you create your own general manager you kind of start small and you uh build up from there and it looks like there are a little and you got pretty much going to unlock stuff it looks uh, like yeah it looks like yeah looks like you have a budget for your show yeah it looks like you have a budget and you are you have to unlock stuff too which is uh, pretty interesting. I wonder if they'll just have a full... I know universe mode is the sandbox mode, but I wonder if GM mode would have that. It doesn't seem like it because typically they GM mode, it seems like they like to have... You know, you're building up some stuff. But, I mean, again, I'm excited. I, I think 2K has definitely rebounded from the disaster of 2K20. And not only that, you know, and we'll touch on it when we talk about the wrestling games... 2K, it, it, it's taken a long time for 2K to like build trust, in my opinion, when it came to wrestling games because they started out good with 2K14, then they went to shit, and it was just you know a mess ever since there. But um, you know Dan and I game share, and I do hope you know you you do pick up and play it, and I do I do hope you enjoy it. Only uh, play if we have our shows again. Yeah, it's something we're looking into. If, if, if you go to our YouTube in our mom's basement, uh, Dan and I, we did a 2K18 draft, which was a lot of fun. We did that in my old in our old mom's basement. As you can see, we upgraded to a <laughs> living room now. Um, that is in a basement. But anyway, yeah, we did that in a, in a basement. And it was a lot of fun. I I didn't do, enjoy drafting. It was cool for like our reactions, uh, things like that. But yeah, you know the universe mode and for again just unfortunately didn't have a lot of features. Yeah, that we liked. Yeah, and uh, we kind of got bored. And also, I think another detractor that we did was you and I streamed it at the same time. And 
we'd, we'd have to wait for your show to be done. Yeah. And then my show. And, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, again, I'm excited for it. Get to play it Tuesday. So, you know, here's hoping that it it works out. Um, yeah, so let's talk about wrestling games. You know, we, we, we talked about this one. Let's talk about how far back do you go on your wrestling games? Like, what, what, what are some of your... My first wrestling game was um, No Mercy. Oh, man, for the N64. Yeah, N64. All right. Before we touch on that one, because I do want to talk about it, I go as far back as the... My first wrestling game was WrestleMania Arcade uh, in the arcades. Uh, that one was basically kind of like... It was made by Midway. Basically kind of like in a heavy arcadic style... Uh, wrestling game. They had The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Uh, and then I, you know, got Super NES and I jumped into the... Actually, it's also on our YouTube channel as well. When I tried to do the Throwback Thursday segment, I played uh, WWF Royal Rumble. Uh, that was made by LJN and I played a lot of those games. Uh, WWF Raw was also on Super Nintendo and... Things like that, and then, yeah, that that's how far back I got. So very, very good memories on those wrestling games. Again, it's just it's it's crazy how far we've come. And actually, what's crazy is the Undertaker has pretty much been in a majority of the wrestling games that <laughs> yeah. we've played. Yeah, basically, <laughs> shows the longevity of the Undertaker. So then we jump into the generation you just talked about: PS One and sixty four. PS One, we had WWF Warzone. Which is not aged well, and I didn't think it was a good game at the time, even when it came out at that time. Uh, you had WWF Attitude, which I like that one. I liked it too. It was pretty cool. And what I liked about WWF Attitude, if you remember, was the entrances. You had like full length, uh, <laughs> full entrance. I mean, they yeah. didn't look great, but you know. Um, I mean, at that time, it looked good. At that time, I was blown away. I'm like, holy shit! Like. I'm watching The Rock come down the aisle. You know, it was it was crazy. But I don't know if you remember this, but to do your finishing move in that game, it was ridiculous how many buttons you had to pit hit. I remember to do The Rock, let's say The Rock Bottom, for instance, I had the, the strategy guide. To use The the Rock's finishing move, it was up, down, left, right, circle. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like doing a fatality in uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, bro, I was like, why can't we just hit a simple button <laughs> And just do a finishing move. It was so insane. I remember that. <laughs> jumping the N64, we had WrestleMania 2000. Well, before, before, I want to jump to a different company. Did you ever play the WCW games on N64? I think I still have one of them. Because they were very good. I don't remember which one. But there, I... It was either, I would say, WCW versus The World. Actually, I'm sorry. That was PlayStation. WCW versus NWO World Tour. That one, or WCW NWO Revenge. Both of those games were fantastic. Pretty much the same gameplay as WrestleMania 2000 and, and No Mercy. Okay, I got to go into my N64 games and, and remember which one I have. Yeah. I, I have an, I have an um, WCW one and I have the I have No Mercy still. And let's talk about that really quickly. WWF WrestleMania 2000 uh, kind of set the foundation for me. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed that game a lot. Um, it was good, but man, there was just something about No Mercy that I love. The ladder match, you know, the la for the, the ladder match in that game was so much was so much fun to play. And I know graphically, gameplay, it hasn't aged well. It hasn't, but I would still play it. Yeah, I would still play it. But it was such a... And, you know, at, th this game was competing with the WWF SmackDown games on PS1. If you remember, yeah. WWF SmackDown, SmackDown. Then SmackDown yeah. Know Your Role, which <laughs> yeah. if you played Know Your Role, these two games came out at the same time, Know Your Role and No Mercy. They came out pretty close to each other. Know Your Role had more match types. You know, Hell in the Cell, Steel Cage. It had much more match types 
No Mercy only really had the ladder match for the first time. But I loved playing that ladder match more than I did in SmackDown Know Your Role. Damn, this just brings back memories, man. Yeah, we were, I still have it. We were kids, man, and like this was like it this was this was so cool to play. Uh you know, back then when we were kids, man. These wrestling games just you know, again, graphically, even the gameplay, I think, is aged well because the gameplay is very archaic. It's very easy to kind of jump into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's it's not that difficult. But, yeah, of course, like, graphically, you're looking at these graphics as Dan and I are now. We're like, oh, my God. But we thought they were amazing back at, in what, 2000? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is bringing back so many memories, bro. I miss these games. These are the games that I miss, like – Back then, there wasn't all these features that we have. No, you know, no like no GMs, no universe. No, just... there, there was no GM mode. There was no universe mode. It was a like there were season modes. They had like the season modes and the kind of quirky, you know, dialogue and stuff like that. But these games were like your, you know, I I I was my pick up and play. I'm like, you know what, I. I want to the Rock versus the Undertaker pick up and play Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I used to live on these games. This is these like the wrestling games of my childhood. This is where I was most of my time. Yeah, and very and again easy to use your finisher. I used to joke around. I used to uh, put my. I used to have like all my finishers, and I would just hit rock bottoms <laughs> like left and right. Yeah, same though. I would just spam it, spam it at the end. Yeah. And what I thought was cool compared to No Mercy in the know your old games, you could actually, you actually saw like, this is how crazy, like, like we found this to be and know your role. You could see the rock taking off the elbow pad and throwing <laughs> it into the crowd. When in no mercy, he did the gesture, but the elbow pad stayed on. Stayed on. <laughs> and if the rock, you want to do another people's elbow, he would look and then just then take it off his el- other elbow. Like it was just, we thought that was insane. Like, now, people don't give a shit about that. Who cares that The Rock's taking his elbow pad off? But in 2000, we thought that was sick. It was. It was sick because it just it changed the game. You know, it's like, this is what The Rock does in real life, and now we get to see it in the game form. Yeah, it was awesome. It was cool. The only gripe I had with those games was they didn't have full-feature entrances. They pretty much just had the Titantron like you see Kane's entrance right there. Yeah. They kind of just had the Titantron and he would just walk like he was walking into the ring, but you actually didn't see him walking to the ring. That was my biggest gripe. Um, some other ones that, I mean, I had a Sega Dreamcast. So the main wrestling game exclusive to them was a WWF Royal Rumble. I don't know if you've ever. No, I don't. No. I, I played it, but uh, I never owned a Dreamcast. Yeah, so I owned the Dreamcast. So there was an exclusive game called uh, WWF Royal Rumble. As uh, Dan and I are looking at the cover, I mean graphics. Graphics were good, and the biggest feature that they had in this game was you could have up to eight wrestlers. I know it was eight or nine wrestlers in the ring at the same time for the Royal Rumble, which you know you didn't you didn't really have in other wrestling games. They had maybe six. Yeah. Four, four, maybe four or six at the most. This one had eight or nine. Biggest problem is the roster was so short that if you did a Royal Rumble, it was guaranteed that the same wrestler was going to come out a lot. <laughs> like the game lacked features. I mean, again, if you had a Dreamcast, you know, it, it was it was a, a a pretty cool exclusive. Again, the graphics I thought were good at the time, but. You know, definitely missed the mark as far as the roster is concerned. Uh, not sure if they just couldn't get the licensing for the rest of the wrestlers, but they didn't really – wasn't that big of a roster, well, They couldn't fit all those characters in a small SD card. <laughs> or you are that as well. But wasn't a bad game, you know, if you're a game collector, and I would say add it to your collection. As you can see, Dan, look right there, that yeah. is the – that's the roster. It, it's so shrunk, like that. It, it's a small roster. There's Party not even boys. any, not even any women. There's not even any women in the game. <laughs> That's how small the roster was. Uh, um, you know, you had your highlights, of course. The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, 
things like that. Um, let's move over to our preteen WWE uh, games here. And th this was a great era of wrestling games. This might be my favorite era of wrestling games. Why? Because there was competition. You had, if you had a Xbox, you had games exclusive for the Xbox wrestling games. If you had GameCube, you had exclusive GameCube wrestling games. And if you had PlayStation 2, you had exclusive PlayStation 2 wrestling games. Which I was in that PlayStation 2 category. I was in all three, so you're definitely going to get a review of all three. Uh, we'll start with PS2. Um, any garbage ones you want to bring up? Any, was there any ones in, in this time frame that you're like, yeah, this game sucks? I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I just can't remember off the top of my head. So we, we got the list pulled up here. I have the list pulled up too. So we'll start with PS2. There was the first SmackDown one I played, Just Bring It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Just Bring It was cool. And I liked Just Bring It because it had full motion um, entrances as well. Which, again, the previous SmackDown games did not have. You had full length entrances, which were cool. Uh, there's an interesting one there I want to bring up. One of the characters to unlock was Fred Durst. Um, WWF was big on uh, Limp Biscuit then. I mean, he sang The Undertaker's Entrance. So you had Fred Durst in the game. So that was very interesting. Uh, I enjoyed Just Bring It a lot. Definitely was a good start for this trilogy because they had a pretty much a, uh, a trilogy of games. Uh, the next one that they did in this trilogy of games was uh, Shut Your Mouth. That was the one with uh, Triple H on the cover. Did you rock this one, or do you have memories rocking this one? Oh, no, I, I definitely I definitely rocked it. I mean, it was a good game. Not my favorite, though. But it, was, it was fun. As we could see, as we're looking at it, graphics definitely looked a lot better than the previous version. I mean, the graphics still look pretty good for PS2. That's not yeah, bad graphics. I mean... Now, you know, of course, when we were back then, you know, all these graphics all look good. You know, because yeah. those graphics were developing every year. Now it's like, it's, it's garbage, but it's it's still, it hasn't aged poorly. Yeah, exactly. And what I liked about Shut Your Mouth is if you did the season mode, uh, during this time period, this is when the brand split happened. So you could actually uh, draft for Raw and SmackDown, and you could pretty much... It, I'll give you an example. So if you chose Stone Cold, Stone Cold was technically a free agent. So you could draft for Raw or SmackDown, and then when you get to the Stone Cold portion of it, you could actually choose um, what brand you wanted to be on a Stone Cold. And if you pick, let's say, Triple H or Hulk Hogan, if you wanted to be on Raw, you could draft yourself on Raw. If you wanted to be on SmackDown, you could draft yourself on SmackDown. Things like that, but that this one was good. And then this next game on PS2 of the trilogy, which many believe to be the best uh, WWE game. Some people actually might think this is the best. No. Some people might feel like this is the best WWE game. Here comes the pain. Oh. oh okay. That threw me off. <laughs> no, listen. The one game you're going to bring up, definitely it's on people's tier list as the top, but... Here Comes the Pain was highly, highly well-regarded, and I love this game. This is when they started bringing in overalls, like actual overalls to the to the game. And, I mean, this game was awesome. I I have a lot of fond memories with it. I think it's another game. Again, what, what's really good about these games is that they're so easy to pick up and play because they're not as simulated as it is now. It still has that kind of arcadish charm to it, and I loved it. I thought this game was good. It's definitely in my top five of all-time wrestling games uh, for sure. Respect. It's a good game. I mean, like I said, like all the all the wrestling games from back then, I played, <clears throat> and I still own. I never threw any of them away. I still got them all. I mean, I, every every single one of these WWE games means something a little bit somewhere inside of me, yeah. just because. They were the best games back then, and I was able. It was always fun inviting those friends over, whooping their ass, and these. 
And also, so now really quickly, if you could pull this up here, uh, we're going to look at GameCube. GameCube had some really underrated wrestling games. Uh, it started out rough. Um, but, you know, it kind of, it kind of, they kind of rebounded. If you let's take a look at the, the first slide, it should just bring them all up. Yeah, so they started out with, like, naming their games off of WrestleManias, like WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania 19. They were okay. The better wrestling games started to hit when it came out with uh, Day of Reckoning. Day of Reckoning. Day of Reckoning Reckoning 1 and 2. And, again, this is when WWE games, there was different ones for every system. Uh, Day of Reckoning was really fun games. I really enjoyed the game. And for the GameCube, I thought the graphics were good. For the GameCube, because again, GameCubes, a lot of people didn't really know GameCube for its graphics and things like that. But I like GameCube. I was a fan of GameCube. GameCube is great. I, I think it's probably one of the most underrated systems that no one uh, really talks about. I thought it was uh, really good. And uh, I loved it. Again, really underrated wrestling games. Uh, really quickly before we jump into... The next ones, pull up the Xbox. Original Xbox wrestling games. Uh, and unfortunately, this is where if you were a Xbox fanboy, uh, yeah, you were, you were not very happy as the only ones you could get for the OG Xbox were WWE Raw. And WWE, I think it was WrestleMania 21. There it is right there. These these garbage games. Uh, <laughs> Raw 2. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if you were an Xbox fanboy and you didn't want to get any other console. Oh, unf- my God. Yeah, unfor- WrestleMania 21, I remember that. Yeah, unfortunately, you were not very happy because these games, yes, graphically looked beautiful. But it was some of the most clunkiest wrestling one of the most clunkiest shit wrestling games I've ever played, and it was just doing grapple moves was such a slog. It just wasn't good, so I just wanted to highlight the shitty wrestling portion of that. Yeah, get those out of the way real quick. Yeah, and then we jump into the series that everyone knows right now, which is um, the SmackDown series. Originally, it started out SmackDown versus Raw. On PS2. So we're still in PS2 territory. So we got the first SmackDown versus Raw on PS2, which I loved. I thought it was great. I, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, SmackDown versus Raw was off to a good start. And many believe that this next one in the entry was also very good, which introduced general manager mode for the very first time, was a SmackDown versus Raw 06. Everyone loved that one. That was for PS2. And... I listen. I thought it was uh, that time when I picked it up, and I saw there was a general manager mode, and the idea of having Batista, John Cena, on the same show. You know, Randy Orton. It was a lot of fun, and again, I think the game graphically holds up. Obviously, so I don't know. I think all those, all those like SmackDown versus Raw games were just so much better in general. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite tiers of, of them. Oh all. yeah. And, you know, it's just, I guess THQ has something with it, you know? And this, the the next one actually is probably in my top five of favorite wrestling games is SmackDown vs. Raw 06. I mean, I'm sorry, 07. Because what 06 did right, 07 did better. And on top of that, it was the first one on next-gen consoles. It was the very first one on the 360. On the 360. And what was cool about it is the gameplay was good. Typically, when you make that jump from old gen to next gen, oh boy, like usually it's, especially a sports game, you're like, oh boy, it's going to be shit. But no, man, it brings back GM mode. It's still a ton of fun to play. And again, the one nice, the one feature it had, it was the first time you saw the wrestlers sweat. (laughs) All right. Like that was the very first, like, oh my God, you could finally see the wrestlers sweating in next gen. Couldn't believe it. And then, you know, like you said, we jump into the whole series. Like, what was kind of like a standout to you? You know, you had SmackDown vs. Raw 08, then which introduced ECW. Uh, you know, then 
all things like that. That yeah, SmackDown vs. 08 right here. Again, it was good. It introduced new features. It was cool. Um, it brought in uh, ECW for uh, your GM mode. Uh, yeah, w- what's the standout one for you? I think my favorite was probably. I think was, I think it might be all six or seven. It's probably my two favorite ones. A lot of people, a lot of people love that one. And then we 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 jump to '09, which many people feel was disappointing. This is actually when they removed general manager mode. There was no more GM mode in this game, which people were very bummed out by. Their biggest feature in '09 was the tag team hot tag. So if you oh, could, the hot tag. yeah, the hot yeah. tag. The first time you could do a hot tag. Uh, they introduced that in 09. It gameplay wise was still fun, but they took out one of the best features that they had in the game, which was general manager mode. Uh, then 2010 came out. I like 2010. 2010 wasn't bad. 2010 introduced um, a storyline uh, gameplay feature where you could kind of create your own stories. I think this is when they introduced universe mode. I don't remember. I don't know if it was 11 or 12. But they also introduced a storyline mode where you could create your own stories and it had certain cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, just looking at the graphics, just like it brings everything back. You were able to do some good cutscenes. Yeah, not these, though. This is like Game Boy Advance shit. I'll talk about this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. You're on the advanced editor. Yes, you're creating your own cutscene and storyline. So this looks like you're having a three-on-one attack on John Cena, uh, things like that. That was cool, but it was a lot of time. Like, I remember I created a storyline. And I look at the clock, and it was three hours already passed by. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, that game, took, that game took some hours from you, for sure. Yep. And then we jump into the final SmackDown versus Raw in the franchise, which was 11. Pretty much same thing was kind of in 2010. You had the storyline stuff and, and things like that. And I actually thought this was, out of the final ones, I really enjoyed SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, 2011. I, I had a really good time playing it. Here's a fun fact. I worked at GameStop, and my store manager at the time let me take it home early. I had to appear offline, though. <laughs> that was the only way I was able to do it. So, but yeah, out of your favorite, like you said, SmackDown series is uh, 06, 07. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would agree on that one, too. And now we jump into... They pretty much said goodbye to the SmackDown vs. Raw series, and they just jumped into, it was just WWE. So the first one was WWE 12. That was bad, the first one. Um, Pretty decent start to the series. I, I thought it was fine. I didn't really have much issues with it. Road to WrestleMania was cool. Um... Yeah, but I played quite a bit of twelve for sure. Yeah, but again, it this was start. This was when I was starting to get like, I think the fans also were like, "Where's GM mode? Where's GM mode?" Right? Like, you know, like what are we doing here? GM mode is a really good mode, though. You know. It's... Yeah, and then we jump into WWE thirteen, which which is crazy. This this series only had two games. In this series, like the WWE number series. It only had two games. 13 was awesome. And what I loved about 13 was its focus on the Attitude Era. They had, I forget what the mode it was, but you went through important moments of the of the Attitude Era, which I thought was amazing. I loved it. Going through the old school uh, Stone Cold, uh, you know, Stone Cold stuff, The Rock and Triple H. I thought it was cool. Do you have any memories with this? Trying to, trying to remember. I don't. Punk was on the cover. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I remember the cover. I remember somewhat of the, somewhat of the game, but I don't remember too much of it. It I was. Don't, I don't think I played thirteen all that much. This one was good, and this is when THQ unfortunately uh, then closed its doors. I mean, it's back. THQ Nordic is back now, but. THQ pretty much had to sell their assets. 
But as a, as a good final WWE game, I thought it, this one was very well done. I think THQ did a lot better than what we have now. <laughs> well, then we're going to jump into that right now. So THQ had to sell its assets and Take-Two Interactive took the WWE license and we'll jump to 2K14, uh, which, you know what, was a very good start. I love 2K14 uh, for the 360. I thought it was, and also, but this was also was very interesting was this came out, and then I think a couple months later, the Xbox One came out, but they didn't make a version for Xbox One. So maybe that's why it was good because it didn't feel rushed. It had a really fun um, WrestleMania mode where you played all the key moments of each WrestleMania. So. WrestleMania 3, you played as Hogan against Andre the Giant. You had all that cool stuff. You had the 40-man Royal Rumble, which was very interesting. I think that's the last time you had that in a WWE game. It was a good start. I really enjoyed 2K14. It was a very good start for 2K, and it won me over. But, as Dan the Pizza Man said, we had a couple of rough, rough entries, which we'll just fly through really quickly. I think 14 is the one I played the most online. It was good. It was a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. Um, and then we jump to, yeah, on the, the mess. 2K15 was an utter disaster. I don't even think the game was, I mean, that game was just so bad. Again, that was the first next-gen WWE game we got. It looks beautiful, but the game absolutely sucked. <laughs> the, like, I, I thought the game was terrible. Again, like the gameplay trailer, I remember being amped up. I'm like, oh my god, this game looks gorgeous. I played it. This game sucks. The features were horrible. The wrestling was horrible. Nothing was good. I don't need... I don't even know what to really say. No, I mean, that's pretty straight to the point and accurate. 2K16, I thought was a little bit a little bit better uh, because, again, it had the Stone Cold storyline to it. So I think that was the saving grace for me with this game is because obviously being such a big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you went through his entire career with that showcase mode. Uh, which I thought was was great. Again, as a big fan of Austin, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I played quite a bit of this one too. Yeah, I loved it. But again, other than that, there really wasn't much much to it. No, it, was, it, it lacked quite a bit in a lot of different areas. Now we go to 2K17, and this is when the games pretty much started to decline and decline and decline. 2K17. Just I, I I again I just yeah I think this is kind of where I kind of stopped playing for the most part until we started game sharing again, which was years after this obviously. But yeah, I think this is kind of where I fell off with these you know these upcoming games. And stuff. Yeah, this games were not very good. Now we jumped to two K eighteen, where and I really don't have much to say about these games because they were not good. Two K eighteen. This is when Dan and I did our little universe mode. And we thought it'd be fun. I mean, I had fun drafting. Yeah, drafting was fun. Drafting. When we did our first episodes, I thought it was fun. But then the problem is, again, it's just they didn't, again, they didn't do anything with universe mode. Universe mode lacked features. They just, it just wasn't good. Like, there wasn't anything to do. It was boring. And it just, I, 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 I didn't like it. Agreed. I don't know. You know, we we had fun for, for, for a bit, but at the end of the day, it was just garbage. And then we'll just, we'll, 2K19, you know, we did that. Again, mu much of the same as the previous versions. Uh, again, lacking, lacking features and things like that. Stuff I, I didn't really enjoy. It had the My Career, which I thought was, was pretty fun. It, but other than that... There was there was really nothing. I think the showcase mode in this one was Daniel Bryan, which was cool. I'm you know a big Daniel Bryan fan, but that couldn't save the game for me. And then we'll the last one 
before they took a huge hiatus. 2K20. The notorious, unfinished, biggest piece of shit. Biggest piece of shit WWE game that most people have ever played. And this game is so memed. If you just YouTube WWE 2K20 memes. Oh my god. This this game is unsalvageable. I mean, the game would crash. Wrestlers would come out half their faces missing. The championships wouldn't even come. It was just This such. game would crash in the middle of my story and everything but all the time. And this forced 2K to not even make 2K21. It forced them to skip 2K21 entirely and go back to the drawing board because how big of a piece of shit it was. And instead, they came out with WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which is kind of a <laughs> arcadey WWE game, which yeah. wasn't even much better because it was riddled with microtransactions. So, you know, not even better. But in my opinion, uh, last year, 2K22, after... Pretty much a whole year off, um, or two years off. Two K twenty came out in twenty. Did it come out twenty nineteen? I think towards the end of the year, right? Twenty nineteen, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the year, so they pretty much took almost two years off, and I think they did right with two K twenty two. Again, the showcase mode with Rey Mysterio was fun. GM mode, kind of the foundation was set. Uh, universe mode again, they didn't really touch, but. Ultimately, the gameplay was was what made it fun. The gameplay played like a wrestling game again. It was simulated, but it did have that archaic fun to it, to where it didn't feel, you know, too, you know, simulated. But it was good for me. This one was definitely the return to form on Series X and you know PS Five. And stuff like that. I don't think I really played much of this, so... <laughs> you mostly just... Well, you know, again, I, for me, it was a return to form. It was good to see 2K take the almost two years off and get back to the drawing board. Now, you know, it seems like they're back with their yearly releases. So I hope that, you know, as we talked about the top, you know, I named all the features for uh, 2K23. So... You know, here's to hopefully being a good game and, you know, uh, twitch.tv slash RageQuitPat, uh, the Rage Federation. Um, if you are a good friend of mine, if you pop into the stream, uh, you are going to be, you know, featured very highly on the uh, Rage Federation. Dan the Pizza Man is up there as well, of course. And I'm very excited for 2K23. I'm looking forward to Tuesday and... Uh, you know, have some, you know, a new wrestling game. But um, before we close out, uh, any other fond memories, you know, with wrestling games? Again, we we grew up, There's a, as we went through this list, it's mind-boggling. There's definitely, there's more wrestling games that we left out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's oh, a absolutely. lot. But my fond moments were whooping your ass, whooping Diego's ass, and wrestling, man. It was the best time. I mean, from what I remember, I remembered winning the triple threat match online, if I remember correctly. I don't remember that, man. No I, proof, huh? I remember, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, we game share, so uh, the online, when you mean glitches, though, too, the online is usually glitched out. Like Still, still shit with the, the delay. The oh, delays. my God, man. That was the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. The button delays were pretty fucking... You get, every time, you get a time those reversals, like, even quicker. Yeah, I remember that. That, <laughs> that, you know... Now you're bringing back memories. I kind of forgot about that, but I remember our triple threat matches. A lot, we were yelling about the reversals and timing and the lag. So, but... Yeah, I mean... I, I'm I'm a huge wrestling fan. I love wrestling games. You know, I, I it, it it's hard because a lot of and we've talked about it so many times in our past podcasts. We just want good sports games again. You know, I know you used to love FIFA no more because of pretty much it's the same shit. I used to love Madden. It's been the same shit. 
You know, even NHL I used to love, same thing, NBA 2K, garbage. I just want good sports games again, and it's good to see. Last year was good to see WWE being back, and I really hope they can continue the trend. As do I. If it's, if it's good, I thought I want you stream it once or twice, and I'll make my decision if I'm going to return back to the ring. Well, you are in the Rage Federation, so you're going to be in the ring, don't well, you? I, I, well, I do have to create my character so you can yes. stop making me look fucking weird. Please do it Tuesday. Do it Tuesday so that I can have you downloaded because I want to get everyone downloaded and get it started. But it's a good episode. Episode 74. Our next episode is 75. 75, yeah. 75. Dan and I, uh, we talked about off the podcast when we're going to do guests again. Uh, we will soon. Uh, Dan and I just want to get um, our footing back into him and I doing the show. And then, you know, we'll get some guests back on again. Uh, but I'm glad that, uh, you know, we're back in the saddle. Yeah, it feels good. It's, it's been a while. Glad to be back officially and uh, hopefully we continue it. Yeah, so again, stay, you know, stay tuned uh, on our Twitter, IOMB5. Uh, of course, as well, our Twitch channel, In Our Mom's Basement, um, to stay up to date with the news and, and things like that. Uh, I stream uh, over at twitch.tv slash ragequitpat. I know Dan the Pizza Man is uh, kind of going back and forth. If he's going to return the stream, we would love to have him back on stream here on the channel. Uh, but if not, you know, you got, can, guys can catch us. And on all the podcasting platforms, on the audio version, uh, on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts. Um, and if you want to see the video version, we also have our YouTube in our mom's basement where you could also catch some of our older stuff and see how much we've grown from the earlier podcasts till now, which is always fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to see where we <laughs> we started with uh, shitty cameras and a small little room and then advanced slowly throughout the years. And we used to have to hold the microphones. We used to have to hold the microphones yeah. uh, to our, like we were doing karaoke. But, yep, yeah, epi- you know, please uh, also give us, some, you know, give us some feedback on our podcast as well on app, Apple, Spotify. Leave us a review. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time for episode 75. I'm Rage Quit Pat. I'm uh, Dan. <laughs> the pizza man. Yeah, and we actually had pizza for dinner. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great night. Right, good night. You've just listened to the In Our Mom's Basement, a video game podcast with your hosts, Dan Geofway and Rage Quit Pat. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. See you in the next episode.